Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget, climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Brary. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hey, Hi Wire Woman, it's Rosanna Berardi with another great podcast. You guys, tell me if this resonates with you because it certainly does to me. The great Dr. Renee Brown says, perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. Think about that and think about all the time you spend scrolling and looking at perfect things and all the times you're having your family over for dinner and everything's got to be perfect. Why? Because that's what we think will guard us from anything horrible or anything that makes us feel bad. So today we have a really special guest. We have Melissa Rossiano. Melissa is a licensed clinical social worker and is from Erie, Pennsylvania, She has an online practice and can counsel individuals in many states. Melissa has also been certified by Dr. Brene Brown, which is super interesting. She has her bachelor's in social work, master's in social work. She's really been offering online therapy and private practice since 2010. And I can imagine with COVID, things have just taken off. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love the quote that you launched with as well. How perfect is that? And I pulled it right from your website. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Melissa, tell us a little bit about you and why you do what you do. Well, thank you. And it's great that we're neighboring states. So you understand my blizzard country references. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do what I do because I'm passionate about partnering with individuals, specifically women who are in these high pressure situations, whether it's that you're a stay at home mom and you're juggling multiple kids and a household and fur babies and you know, soccer practice and all of that, or you're in a profession that is very demanding and requires all your energy. And then you go home and that requires all your energy as well. Just really am passionate about partnering with these individuals to get them to understand that you can thrive and still be successful. You can thrive and still be a good mama, wife, partner, friend, sister, fill in the blank of all these hats we wear. It's exhausting even naming them all, Mm -hmm. but that perfection doesn't exist and that it's okay to be good enough right where you're at and really embrace the amazing things you have around you. And that's just been a passion of mine for a long time to show people there's another side to life. Yeah, it's funny. As I've gotten older, I've come to realize, even though I find myself striving for 
perfection. I want to look a certain mm-hmm. way. I want my house mm-hmm. to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be perceived in my industry a certain way, but I've come to realize that things that look perfect are usually the biggest disasters behind the scenes. <laughs> so I'm an immigration lawyer. I'm going to be 50 soon. I have a young team of young lawyers and young moms, and they're always complaining. Oh, my neighbor, you know, her kid's birthday party was amazing. I'm like, I guarantee your neighbor is a hot mess. <laughs> yes. The more yes. perfect it mm-hmm. looks, mm-hmm. the more disaster that lies underneath. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. taken me 50 years to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But why, Melissa, why are we stuck? Why are we striving for this perfect world? Is it social media? Is it society? Mm-hmm. Like, why are women so obsessed? My husband is not obsessed with being <laughs> perfect. He doesn't care. He just does what he has to do. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so ingrained in our DNA that, you know, is it nature? Is it nurture? Is it culture? Like, what is it that drives us to want to have this image put out? And social media has not done any favors for women, despite the fact that these tendencies have been there way before social media existed. Redid my professional pictures a couple of weeks ago, and it's going to be in my next blog because even I looked at my picture and I'm like, ooh, I could airbrush those dark circles out. (laughs) I could do this as I'm running around having the disaster blowout for me to come home and have to redo my hair. And it's 110 because I was in Southern California and all of these things. And so I could have this picture and I was looking at it going, Melissa, you talk to women all day, every day all year long about how it's okay to have some wrinkles. You're 50. It's okay to not look perfectly quaffed. And I think it's that competition to get that perfect image, despite the fact that my entire morning prior to that photo was mass flipping chaos. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast last week Mm -hmm. and it was all about Mm -hmm. beauty Mm -hmm. and I was dying because What she said resonated with me so strongly. She's like, you know, we expect ourselves to do all of these things perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then we expect ourselves to not have bags under our eyes. Mm -hmm. We spend thousands of dollars every year on concealers and products Mm -hmm. and Botox Mm -hmm. and fillers Mm -hmm. because we want to look like we can do everything Mm -hmm. perfectly. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that stopped me in my tracks because I'm like, I can't tell you how many concealers I've bought to hide hide the bags (laughs) under my eyes. I always look the same. Mm-hmm. I always look the same. I'm tired. <laughs> I run a business. I have mm-hmm. a teenager. I've got mm-hmm. lots of employees. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I should look like hell. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I should. Absol- like, it's not normal to expect mm-hmm. me to look airbrushed, but that's what we want. So exactly. Tell me a little bit about your work with Brene Brown. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I just love the way that she makes everything so real and talks about mm-hmm. shame and judgment mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. you know, what we really do to ourselves. Tell us about your work and being a facilitator for her program, The Daring mm-hmm. Way. Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about what that was like. Yeah. I'm professionally jealous for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it kind of dovetails off of, you know, our conversation about the airbrush photo, because I was listening to a TED talk that she did. And I remember listening to it and it was like, oh, I can really resonate with that. And then I started, I'm a huge lover of Audible. Because most women in your audience, I'm sure, understand that to sit down and read, sometimes it's just not feasible, but I can wash dishes and listen to Audible. I can be outside and listen to Audible. 
And I remember listening to her talk about her infamous TED talk and how she was rushing and how she just felt discombobulated. And she got up on stage. She's like, oh, only a couple of people will see it. And then it turned into this multi-million, you know, number of views, mm-hmm. international catapulted her and listening to her. I was like, wow, that's what we all go through. Yep. Of sure. let me like hustle to prove my worthiness and then just kind of cross my fingers and hope that nobody sees the snafus. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I need more of this. I need more of this. And so I started reading all her books and researching. And the fact that she's a clinical researcher and a social worker, I was like, okay, go you. Like, this is Mm -hmm. awesome for this field. And then I learned she had a certification. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I applied and they had closed for that year. And so I think I harassed her sister, Ashley, probably weekly. Are you open for next year yet? Are you open for next year yet? Melissa, you're top on the list. It's okay. We'll assess in January. Because I was so excited to be a part of the discussion about how does shame hold us back? And to be able to utilize her research Mm -hmm. and utilize those years of research that she did that I, I don't research. And so to be able to dive into it and understand it and really utilize it to apply it to women to say, shame doesn't have to hold you back. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly imperfect. You're not broken. And together, let's find a way to live authentically. And it's just, that was about five years ago. And I went to the training in Texas and I just love everything about her work. And it's, I've been able to see how it transforms mm-hmm. individuals' lives when they truly lean into what it means to be authentic at the core. And that doesn't involve airbrushing. That doesn't involve makeup. That doesn't involve anything, but just truly being who you are. Yeah. And I think so many of us struggle with that because I talk a lot on this podcast about the shoulds, right? We're all mm-hmm. told what we should mm-hmm. look like, what we should feel like. You know, what we should be doing, you know, we should be having Mm plant-based meals. We should be Mm -hmm. hydrating. We should be doing this. And, Mm -hmm. and those shoulds, in my opinion, drive this false narrative of Mm -hmm. who we are. Right. And when you really peel back the onion, we're not any of those things and we're not intended to be any of those things, but it's Mm -hmm. taken me a long time to get there. And Mm -hmm. believe me, I am still a massive work in progress (laughs) when (laughs) it comes to that. Yes. Because. It's difficult. So tell me how COVID has changed your practice. I mean, women, man, oh man, as if it wasn't hard enough, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Welcome a pandemic, remote Mm -hmm. school, remote Mm -hmm. work, can't go places. We can't socialize. Mm -hmm. Man, what did that do? Like what Mm -hmm. shifted and what have you seen in the last, you know, 18, 19 months? The word I attach to it is surreal. It just feels like we woke up one day and just the whole world turned upside down. And we get to the point of saying, oh my gosh, now what do we do? Okay. It's only a month. It's only a month. Not a problem. We got this under control. We have a vacation. We're baking bread. We're on Pinterest. We're doing all this fun (laughs) stuff. And then, okay, it's just going to be through the summer. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? This is, this is never ending. 
And so from a clinical standpoint, definitely saw a huge surge, as did all my peers internationally, of the anxiety of the unknowns, the fear of what's going on. But then after probably about four to six months, that's when the exhaustion started to kick in. And it's only increased since then. And now with kids going back to school and, you know, rising concerns, there's almost a trauma impact at this point of, oh my gosh, are they going to be homeschooled again? Do I have to do that again? Or do we have to wear masks again? And it's just this fear of that was my safe space. Or even, you know, on a personal level for me, an outlet is going to have coffee with the girlfriend. For sure. Well, for the longest time, you couldn't go sit and have coffee someplace because everything was shut down. So even those little things like escaping to the grocery store, well, it's not really escape when the fear is being reinforced or having coffee with a girlfriend or even going to an exercise class. All of those things that are healthy outlets for women were being taken away for safety concerns and medical concerns. But that didn't fix that level of pressure and exhaustion. And once again, here comes social media. Right. Well, look at their pandemic experience. Look at their kids are dressed. I haven't brushed my teeth in three days. <laughs> I have, you know, ordered out all the time and they're making homemade bread mm-hmm. and they're dyeing their hair at home and all their kids are coughed. Like, how are they having that pandemic experience? And I'm lucky to get out of bed in the morning some mm-hmm. days. You know, as humans, we're not intended to be with our families 24-7. And I know a lot of people that really struggled with that. It doesn't mean that you don't love your family, but we there's a reason that we go to work and our kids go to school mm-hmm. and we all live happily ever after, right? And, Absolutely. And now, you know, I was I was looking at the news this morning and I like to look, I'll look at Fox, I'll look at CNN. I'll, I like mm-hmm. to look at both sides of the aisle and kind of mm-hmm. see what it is. And, and mm-hmm. CNN's headline today was Dr. Fauci said, we might be through COVID by the spring of 2022. And I was like, I read no, that. Yes. No, please <laughs> stop, please. Even if that's mm-hmm. true, please stop saying that. This is mm-hmm. not a political statement. This is coming from my heart as mm-hmm. a thinking human. Please stop telling me that it's A, it's going to end because we've been told that before. And B, mm-hmm. I can't think about the spring of 2022. Mm-hmm. I want to talk mm-hmm. about next week when my kid goes back to school. Absolutely. Right. And the thought of doing Mm -hmm. this for that many more months, I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no, Mm -hmm. no, 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 Mm -hmm. please, please, please Mm -hmm. rephrase this. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's too much of Mm -hmm. a mental load. Mm -hmm. My anxiety and blood pressure when I read it went right through the roof. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How can I do this? You know, I think when the federal government came out and said, okay, we can all take our masks off. We were like, Mm -hmm. yay. And now Mm -hmm. we're trying to backpedal on that. And it's not going Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. It's not going well. Right. And even with the taking the mask off, though, I noticed an increase of social anxiety of individuals who've never had social anxiety before in their life of, wait a second, you want me in a public place without a mask and to trust that other people, you know, once again, not a political statement, are vaccinated, not vaccinated, are smart, not smart, fill in your blank. But it's, I can't go in a public space with a lot of people. I get super anxious because I haven't been there for 18 months. Yeah. And no matter where you go or who you talk to, the conversation always comes back to COVID. 
it is super hard. I just want to mm-hmm. teleport to a desert island where there's no <laughs> talk of COVID yes. or vaccines mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. if I dropped my car off at the dealer today, the conversation mm-hmm. was about COVID. Mm-hmm. I got an mm-hmm. Uber. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. this anymore. So what are you telling us women that are striving for perfection, freaking out, school starting? Mm-hmm. We don't know what to do. We can't, we can travel, but we really can't, mm-hmm. you know, every day there's another country added to the list. I have clients that are traveling, you know, I have a lot of Canadian citizen clients who are traveling mm-hmm. abroad. They're getting stuck there because they don't mm-hmm. know the return rule. Like it's right. still pretty complicated. What mm-hmm. are you telling women? Melissa, please tell me how to make <laughs> my life better. <laughs> you can absolutely make your life better. And it boils down to what's in your control, what's out of your control. And there's so much right now in all of our lives that's just completely out of our control. And that's scary because for people who operate on a schedule are very type A personality based, seek and strive for perfection. That comes with an element of, I need to control everything around me so I can produce this image. This is the image that I'm seeking. And when so much is taken out of your control, it starts shattering that image. And from my perspective, that's not a bad thing. But when you've been behind that image for so long, it becomes a very anxiety, fear-based position. And so to focus on what's in your control and really live in that bubble and to be able to say that just because that picture on social media looks perfect, how much airbrushing and hair gel and spray went into creating that image that it is okay to be perfectly imperfect, to be who you are at the core. And if you don't know who that is, this is a perfect time to figure it out. Yes, your mom, worker, sister, daughter, partner, we all wear multiple, multiple hats, but that isn't who you are at the core. Those are just some of your your roles that you play. And to figure out who you are at the core is scary, but it's also very freeing. Because then it allows you to say, but this is, these are my core values. This is what I stand for. And when you live in that sphere, it's still scary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still, oh my gosh, where are we going? What are we doing? But it gives you a lot more internal peace to say, I'm living within my core values. Mm -hmm. I'm living in who I am as a person. And I love that because one of the best things I ever did for my business about four years ago was to really spend time thinking about our core values. Mm -hmm. And those core values are my daily compass Mm -hmm. in running a law firm. Mm -hmm. We hire by them, we fire by them, we live and breathe them. Mm -hmm. When I'm faced with a difficult situation, whether it's with a client or a vendor or an employee, those core values are my checklist. Mm -hmm. You know, does Mm -hmm. this person, oh, this person's violating one of our major core values, not a good fit for our team. Right. And it's an easy conversation. I'm sorry, you're not a good fit for our team. You don't represent mm-hmm. our core values. Mm-hmm. And now that you say that, I'm like, I'll spend some time working on my personal core values mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. as I have this external compass for my business, that would be amazing mm-hmm. internally mm-hmm. because so many of my husband always jokes, I'm a marketer's dream. I'll buy anything. If someone promises <laughs> me, you'll look thinner, your face will look uh-huh. better. Sign me up, sign me up. I will buy anything from anyone. Because Mm -hmm. I believe in that, you know, I want to, I just do. But Mm -hmm. I think having that internal barometer Mm of, hmm, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe the pause and does this really fit my core values internally? Exactly. 
and who I am will definitely be helpful and will maybe save me some money too. <laughs> oh, it will say your husband will be very happy. He'll be a very happy man. I He's think like, now would <laughs> you mother. Yes. Know? But I think also too, it's going to increase your happiness and anybody's happiness level. And with clients, besides core values, I almost have them write a mini mission statement mm -hmm. because then as you know, if they're single and they're going to date, okay, how does this individual fit into your mission for your life and your trajectory? You know, if you're looking to make a job change, if you're looking to move locations, how does this align with my personal core values? And it really, as it guides your company, it really truly helps in some of those tough decisions we're all mm -hmm. faced with is it gives you that grounding space to say, yes, it is aligned. No, it isn't. And it's, it's very freeing. Yeah. I love that idea. So Melissa, tell me the work you're doing now, how our listeners can work with you. I know you do online counseling. I also know you do some life coaching. Tell us a little bit about, I love this online space. I don't have time mm -hmm. to go to a therapist. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to Headspace. It, it's just too far removed for me. I'll buy my groceries online, but I don't really <laughs> want to buy my therapist through Headspace. No offense to Headspace. I think no, not at all. So it's tell crazy. us how women can work with you. My website is melissaruciano.com, which I know you're going to throw in the show notes because yes. Ruciano can be difficult to spell sometimes, yes. <laughs> but they can check out my website. It lists the states that I'm licensed in for clinical work, the Brene Brown work that I do and the workshops that I offer virtual that transcends any licensure. Okay. So that can be in any state. They can join one of the virtual groups that I have online. And if they're not in the state, they're not interested in Brene Brown, but they have a question, don't hesitate to reach out. Send me a message. There's a contact me button on there. I will absolutely get back to you. I work with some fabulous therapists that I personally vetted across the country. So if it's something that I can't help you with, I'll absolutely get you linked. But in this digital age, I think it gives people the accessibility to find the right match because therapies. 51% relationship for sure, 49% skill. So you've got to find that right match right. for what your needs are. And this gives you the opportunity to do it. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for reminding me that perfectionism is self-destructive, that we yes. don't have to be perfect, that we can really, really look internally, look authentically, live authentically, and we can thrive instead of just survive. So Hi, Warrior Woman. I've been here today with Melissa Rusciano. I will have her website information in our show notes. So Hi, Warrior Woman, walking on that high wire is tough. We are juggling. I'm always like one step away from falling to my demise. <laughs> but with people like Melissa, they can really help us frame who we are and how to live authentically. So until the next time, stay on that high wire. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the High Wire Woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, I hope you'll share it with a friend so together we can all stay on that high wire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at High Wire Woman for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that high wire of life.